Welcome to the Rosemont Baptist Church Podcast. Rosemont is a thriving group of believers who desire to connect with Jesus and His church, grow in faith and understanding of God's Word, and serve in our local area and around the world. We are located in LaGrange, Georgia at 3794 Hamilton Road and invite you to attend any of our three services on Sunday mornings. Please visit our website at rosemontchurch.org for more information. And now we pray that God speaks to you in a personal way as you listen to this week's message from Pastor Adam Camp. I'm very excited this morning to be able to introduce you Andy Buchanan. Many of you know Andy. Uh, he's been in town for a number of years. He was a youth pastor at Western Heights, and he was at Franklin Road for a number of years. And just recently, he's become the associational missionary of the Troop Baptist Association. And I asked him several weeks ago if he'd come preach for me this morning. I just wanted to be dad and just kind of celebrate with these graduates. I'm really looking forward to him coming and bringing the word. So, Andy, I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to turn it over and let the Lord just speak very clearly through you this morning. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for these graduates. We thank you for the parents and the families and the friends that have just walked with them through this time. Now, Lord, we celebrate with them, and we're excited for what the future holds. And, Lord, now we come to this time where we get the opportunity of opening your word. So I pray for Andy right now. I pray you'd speak through him, Father. I pray you would just allow us to sense your presence and hear from you through your word. And, Father, we'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory for all that you do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good. Well, I am glad to be here and uh, just thankful for the uh, chance to come. Adam called me about a month ago, and he said, Hey, Andy, um, I'd just like to be dad on that Sunday. I said, Man, you deserve that. So... uh, uh, I said, I'll be glad to come. I love your pastor and your staff and so many people, friends here, and so I feel like I'm at home as well. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1, the very beginning of that great book, and uh, we're going to look at a passage today, and I've entitled the message, Launch. And I'm thinking about this. Um, these kids down here that, that are graduating, and many of you graduated from college, they're launching into a new life, and they're launching into uh, this adulthood that we've prepared them for. And, and, uh, but there's more than that to this message. It's for all of us, because maybe, um, maybe your uh, uh, airliner or your rocket ship has been grounded for a while, and you felt uh, distant from God or, or empty or out there or searching, and, and you need to relaunch today. Well, today's that day. Or maybe you're about to embark on a new journey, a new business, something new that you're a little concerned about, but God's leading you in that direction. Well, I want to encourage you today uh, through this passage that God will watch over you. He's with us every step, and he will take you uh, where he's leading you to go. And so as we look into this uh, great psalm that begins everything in that great book, uh, I want to challenge you to take these words to heart. You may not realize this, or you may have never been uh, thought about this a whole lot, But God knew us, the scripture tells us, God knew us before the foundations of the earth. Before everything else, God knew us, each one of us. God has a plan for us. God has a a vision for us. God has a desire for us. Much like you you may have felt for one of these graduates, if you're uh, um, kin to them or, or know them real well or have taught them before. God knows us and God has a plan for us. And I know this because this passage will show us uh, because it will reveal so many things about our heart and our mind and our, and our mindset that it's inescapable to think of the fact that God wrote this and didn't have any of us in mind. How many of you feel like you've gotten everything right to this point in your life? I don't see any hands. So we all, we've all made mistakes. We've all needed to relaunch. We've all had times when we've kind of reset and need to back off and look at things again. Well, this passage will give us the encouragement and the help uh, 
along those lines. So if you would, I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're going to read this, this uh, short psalm. It's only six verses together as we honor the Lord's word and honor him. Uh, this is the best thing that you're going to hear this week uh, from God's word, those words that he is speaking to us today. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so for the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Let's pray. God, we just submit ourselves and our hearts to your word right now. Lord, speak into us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, press in on the things that we need to deal with, we need to work through in our own lives. Lead us in that way by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, challenge us today to launch into the rest of our lives, whatever that means, however long that is, to launch into the rest of our lives living for your glory. We pray these things and ask you to speak to us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good. Thank you. And be seated. Well, if we're going to put together, if if, if NASA were to call us today and say, I want you all to put together a a space trip for us, uh, they would be crazy and we would be fearful, I think, right? Um, But we would gather together and we'd realize there are three basic pieces to that uh, space expedition. There's the launch. We've got to get these people off the ground into the air safely and get them up there so they can do their work. And then there's that second part of the trip where they've got to accomplish all the things they're doing. It's an ongoing process. And then ultimately, we've got to get them back home safely, right? How many feel up to that challenge today? That's way beyond my intellect, but we, we might could work it out something. But today, I want to tell you that this passage of Scripture gives us each of those three elements that we need in our lives to live, to bring glory and honor to the Lord. And so I want to walk you through and let's just look at them together. We're going to see several things here, I think, that will uh, give us encouragement and insight as well. The first thing is that immediate strategy. We've got, to get, we've got to get our rocket ship off the ground. We've got to launch this thing. And so if we're going to do that, we need to hear these words from verses 1 and 2. There's, a, there's some things here that we need to understand, and in our own lives, it's, a, it's a, a matter of deciding those things that we are going to hold to and hold on to, and those things that we're uh, going to do, and then there's those, some of those things that we're not going to do. We need to come to a time in our life where we decide what we're going to do and what we're not going to do, and we need to be ready to stand on those things. These are my limits. These are my uh, convictions. These are the things that I'm going to stand on. This is right. It's God's word, and so I'm going to stand on it. Well, this is encouragement here and instruction here to this one that's writing because it says, blessed is the one who does not the things that we'll not do. And look, there's three of them there. Can you see them? Not walk in the way of the wicked. Now, that's not going into a place to bring ministry or help or, or do the things and take the gospel to people who need it. It's not saying avoid those people. It's saying, and this is a more ongoing terminology here, don't walk with them on a regular basis. 
Don't walk. In fact, some passages say in step with them. You've got to be careful with the people you walk with on a daily basis. And then it says, don't stand with sinners. Now, if you'll notice here, as we walk through these last food, there's a progression here, isn't it? A negative progression, a slowing. We're walking, then we're standing in the way of sinners, and lastly, we're sitting in the company or in the seat with mockers, those who would mock what God has laid out for us. Those who would say, God's word, this is, no, this is nothing. Don't believe that. It's just a bunch of stuff that people are trying to get you to buy into. It's not true. It's filled with errors. It's all these things. But what, what's happened is we've started out going with God, and then we've uh, diverted our attention. And we begin to walk with people who would pull us away from that, and then we begin to stand with them and build our lives around, and then all of a sudden we're sitting among them. That is not the way of blessing. It's not the way of launching into the life that God has for any of us. But then look at the positive it says here in verse 2. This person who is blessed, this person who is walking and is launched into the life that God wants for them, is their delight is in the law of the Lord. Delight. What brings you Delight. If I can get you to think about whatever it is that brings you delight, I don't need to explain that word, do I? It's no problem. How many of you are fishermen out there today? There were two in the other service. I see at least four of you out there today. A lot of you are. Maybe you're a golfer. Who's a golfer out there? How many of you are shoppers out there? You love shopping. All right. How many of you are Amazoners out there? You and the Amazon delivery guy got personal relationship. Yeah, I know. We delight in things, and the things we delight in, we love. And it do- listen, it doesn't uh, cause us any problems to do the things that we delight in, does it? In fact, you'll make time, and you'll be in uh, the the timeline continuum to do the things that you delight in. But this says to delight yourself in what? The law of the Lord, the word of God. When was the last time you you thought about it and and you thought about God's word and it brought delight to your heart? You picked it up to read it and it was delightful to you. That's the way it should be. That's where we should live. A delight in the law of the Lord. The second word we see there is in that second phrase, to meditate on it day and night. Now, it's not saying you don't do anything else but read the word of God, but it's saying that you carry the word of God with you every step of the way. And at any time, you can bring the word of God back to your heart. In my life over the years, as I've memorized scripture, it's amazing to me how at the, just the right time, when I need it the most, when it's just the right place, God will bring his word to my heart to get me out of a situation, to help me through a situation, or to help me understand why things are going the way they are. Anybody else had that happen to them? When you memorize and you put the word of God into your heart, he'll bring it to your mind at just the right time. That's that word meditating. In fact, that, the, the word actually means to murmur. I teased the kids down here because a lot of them had finals in the last few weeks. And I said, you probably went into several classes murmuring the things you were going to try to remember for that test. Y'all remember those days in school? Saying them over and over and over and over again to yourself. 
The word picture for meditate is that word uh, or that picture that we see of a a cow chewing its cud. Cow will digest that food several times until it gets every nutrient out of it that it could possibly get out of it. Can that be said of us when we think about the word of God? Is it our delight? Is it what we meditate on? Because if we're going to have a successful launch, if we're going to have a successful uh, God-sized journey in our life for the rest of our life, and it begins with a delight and a meditating on his word. Then there's that immediate strategy, the second part of our, our space expedition today. The immediate uh, uh, strategy and then the ongoing strategy. That is that we are planning to move forward with God. God did not save you and did not invest him, his life, his life of Jesus Christ in you so that you could just sit where you are and stay where you are, even that you could back up. God invested his very life into you so that you could go forward. In fact, did you know that God has a car? It's a Honda Accord. You remember the disciples went out in one Accord? All right, good. Just make sure y'all were still with me. But in God's, in God, I'm sorry, that was terrible. That was a dad joke. In God's car, there's no reverse. I served for a long time in Texas with a pastor. I still love him, still stay in touch with him. And he used to say, hey, boys, God doesn't have reverse. We're going forward. Isn't that a great thought? God didn't save us to back up or stay still. He saved us to move forward, to stretch us, to grow us, to go further. And this ongoing strategy is what God has placed before us and in our life. Look here in in this passage, verses um, 3 and 4. You see what it says? That person, that blessed person, that person who's living as they should with God's help, they're like a tree planted by streams of water, yielding its fruit in season, and the leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. Now, this is not talking necessarily in worldly terms, but it's prospering in the, in the sight of God, and the plan of God. But the biggest thing here is that person is, is, is going farther, but they're imitating a strong tree. Now, you'll not find a stronger tree than one planted near the uh, streams of water. Why? Because that water is bringing new and fresh nutrients to that tree and the root system every day. The tree will grow and it will flourish. And it will be green and it will, it will be strong and its roots will go down deep. And in the right season, at the right time, it will bear fruit as God has intended for it to do. Isn't that a great picture of a Christian? One whose delight is in the law of the Lord. One who's meditated on his word. And now in their ongoing life, all of a sudden they're healthy and they're fruitful and they're strong and their roots are deep. In fact, this, these two verses here show us, this one verse here, what it's like and how to bring stability into our lives. The first thing is to have deep roots. Deep roots. To let our roots run deep into the word of God. Into those things that we were taught. And those things that have been taught to us and given to us by faithful people over the years. John mentioned it earlier about some of you who have taught Sunday school. And you've invested your lives in these students who will now go out. 
One thing I know from my time in, in youth ministry and from my wife teaching school is that you don't always see the harvest immediately from those you're investing in. Isn't that true? But somewhere down the road, the harvest comes. We need to be planting and building and deepening our roots to the things that are true. Look at the second one there, that we would be, have daily nutrition. It's not something we'll just pick up from time to time. It's not something we will just, um, uh, every now and then we'll drop in on the church and we'll drop in on the word of God, but otherwise we're just going to go do our own thing, live our life, do whatever our heart tells us to do. No. A person who's invested and connected and growing roots into the word of God also experiences daily nutrition. And then lastly, that we would stand firm. My wife and I, we enjoy going up into the Smoky Mountains. How many of you love the Smokies? You ride through those long passages through the mountains, you see those streams, and you look over there at one of those trees, and they're not always the most beautiful tree because their roots are all gnarly and twisted and going down into the ground. They may have moss on them, but it would take a nuclear bomb to move that tree because it's standing it's standing firm there are some things in our lives that we've got to build into our lives so that we can stand strong I'm going to go on to the third one and that is having a strategy for forever There's the immediate strategy and then there's the ongoing strategy, but we also need a strategy for the end, a strategy to get home safely, home being heaven, a strategy that will bring us to the right place where we're going after the right things. In fact, if you're a pilot, you realize how important it is first to to set your eyes on the horizon. That keeps everything level. But secondly, to set your degrees and put your course in the right way because one or two degrees off over four or five hours is what? trouble. Just the tiniest miscalculation after two or three or four hours, think about it after five or six or seven days or maybe seven or eight, nine, ten years, how far we can be off if we're just a half a degree at the the first. We build our lives and our forever strategy on the truth. This is why I wanted to get this because get to this is because most people in our world today are are living like everybody else and they're living for the moment and they're living for the day and they're living for the now. Whatever's new, whatever's fresh, whatever's uh, happening, that's where they're living their life. And I want to tell you something. I've discovered that that is a great way to get to where you are toward the end of your life and look back and say, you know what? I wasted a lot of years. The more people I meet in ministry moving toward the end of their life, I hear that again and again and again and again. If we have a forever strategy, an eternal strategy, we've set our eyes on heaven and the the prize of the glory of God. And we're living our life with eternity in mind. Not today, not even tomorrow, but we're living our life with eternity as our focus. Says in verses four and following that that the way of the wicked goes and they they are blown around like chaff. 
But the way of the, the, the person who's walking with God, uh, they are standing strong and God is with them and God knows them. We've got to get to that place to where we realize that coming on the horizon for every one of us is a face-to-face meeting with Almighty God. As we sang a few moments ago, that beautiful song, Oh, Hail King Jesus. The day is coming when we will stand before the king of the universe. His investment in you, his investment in me was the greatest gift we've ever been given. The life of his son, Jesus Christ. What will be the return on the investment that you bring to him? You see, those who would wander away from this horizon of of eternity and this walking with God. They get to a place in their life when they look around and there's so much there that's not of any value. The picture he gives here is that uh, they are blown around like the chaff with the wind. And that picture is that when, when, when this person comes, when they would gather all the wheat together, they would take it into a, to a little room and it would be built so that the wind would blow through it. Two sides were open and they would bring all the wheat in there and they would beat it and beat it and beat it and all the heads of the wheat would fall off. But it would be mixed with all the other stuff. And so the way they solved that, they took their big fork and they would stick it under that wheat and they would throw it up. Guess what would happen? The things that were of no value would blow away. The things that had great value would fall to the table. And you'd be left with the things that truly matter. As we launch into our lives from this moment forward, we want to live for the things that matter. What's going to be left? I discover more and more as I get older and as I minister to those who are getting older that those things that matter are not all those things we've chased all these years. They're not the latest fads. They're not accumulating the most but it's family and children. Maybe today as you saw these graduates here, you felt a little little emotion. I always do because I think of all that God can do with them. The great dreams that they have and this place they're standing to be launched into life. But then I turn around, I look at my own life and I say, God, what do you want to do with me? I'm still here. And you're not finished. And so God, what I want to do is live from this point to the end of my life, to the end of the race, the end of the journey. And God, I want to live in such a way that when everything is thrown up into the air, the things that fall to the ground would be those things that have value in your kingdom. Then I can one day stand and say, that's what matters. And that's a message for all of us, isn't it? Wherever you are, whatever point in life you find yourself today, we need to go back to Psalm 1 and make sure we're living 
in the way of blessing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time again and for what you are teaching us and showing us. Be what is most important to us in every way. Lord, this is just a simple passage in your word. But it tells us everything we need to know about ourselves. That is that, God, we need you. We need your word. We need your instruction. We need your guidance every moment of every day. Help us to be faithful, to delight ourselves in your word, to hold true and hold fast to those things that are, that are, that are unchanging because, God, you are unchanging. And God, as we live and as we minister, as we share the gospel, as we serve those who need it, as we do the things that you have created us to do, whatever job, whatever career it's in, God, that we would serve with all of our heart, with all of our mind, all of our souls, with eternity in mind. Lord, I pray for some people here that need to relaunch today that you would give them the strength and the courage to do just that I pray for those who are branching out into this new world graduating and moving on to the next step God that you would go with them and send them that they would always be mindful of your greatness and of your love And Lord, for those just searching for the meaning of life, Lord, I pray you would open their hearts up that you might come in and give them purpose and direction, salvation. Stir our hearts, God, for the things that please you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.